Hello, New York fans. It's the Excelsior team preview. The literal team with the most nerdy name in the entire league, but also NYXL. I think Excelsior's nerdy, but NYXL is a great name, personally. I mean, whatever, that's kind of beside the point. New York is a great name. New York. Do you see the shirt you're wearing, Josh? Blam, blam. Yeah, that's fucking nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a nerd, man. I'm a nerd. What can I say? What can I say? (laughs) But I I never did Latin in fucking school. Um, uh, Okay, so to start this episode out, right? Jonathan, in our Houston Outlaws team preview, said that Houston Outlaws were going to be a top four team. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, you know, in order to counter that point, you have to find four teams you believe in more than the Houston Outlaws. Otherwise, it's valid. And when I was running through some of these teams, you know, I'm typing up draft tweets, getting steamed. I'm like, this guy said I was watching silver lineups. This, this guy's trolling me on the internet. I, I was thinking about the, the four teams that I believe in more. And NYXL was one of the teams that went into my head. Like, do I believe in NYXL more than I believe in Houston? And I looked at this roster and I thought, this NYXL team actually has some amazing pieces but also some holes in the roster to the same degree that Houston do. There are some serious flaws with this team. So it wasn't one of the teams that I thought I, oh. you know, it oh, wasn't was one like, of those teams where I was setup. like, slam dunk, this team's going to be better than Houston. But it, it concerns me, this squad, because it has phenomenal talent and yet no level of depth whatsoever. There are five people listed here on Liquipedia. There are five people. Okay, and I want to get into beef with all of Plat Chat and you guys because what? here's what's been happening. Is, I'm just the guest. Yeah, okay, you, you got to pass, Avril. But fuck tactical crouch too. Everyone oh. comes into my chat being like, "People don't need main supports anymore." No, no, no. It's going to be double flex support. Have you seen the the Goomba workshop scrims that they've been yeah. doing? I think for the exact same reason that you should have three supports because you need double flex support in case that becomes an important thing. You need a Lucio Mercy player. If you do not have that, and for whatever reason, we end up in a hyper-fast game mode where Lucio is must-pick. Who's going to play Lucio on this New York Excelsior team? You guys have sold the narrative that main support is a dying role and it is not necessary. No, we haven't. You, this is that, blasphemy. Well, this is, people come into my chat no. every day and they're like, oh, well, you, Mr. Egg told me this interesting thing that Lucio is unimportant now. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're sitting Whoa. over there in your, in your chair just like, oh, my Twitch viewers, they are the most honorable of people who would never <laughs> conjure would up never any kind of me. lies would or You're a you're a fake fan. You don't watch Plachat, obviously. You get all of your information True. from your viewers. But here's here's what we here's what we've said about main support. At the beginning, looking at Gumba's workshop and looking at the the mode that was uh, shown, you know, like the show matches and shit. Yeah, we had the take that okay, maybe main support's a dying breed. Lucio Mercy. People came out of that the pros and said that it didn't seem powerful at all, like it was horrendous. And so yeah. we were like, okay, you probably need double flex support on your team, but you still need that other player that can do something. Then recently, especially a vast who's been talking to people who've been playing like pro scrims and more workshop and stuff like that. Avast has been very heavy of like Lucio is back. I don't know where the fuck he's got this from, but Avast is very heavy on the train of Lucio is going to be meta in order to peel for your flex support player because nothing else works. And I can only assume that's because he's got some kind of in, inside loop. Um, but that's that that's been the recent trend with us when we're discussing yeah. uh, the support lines. I think there's a lot of teams that 
have gone too far in both directions. There are some teams that only have double flex support, like NYXL. There are some teams, uh, and the San Francisco Shock, where Violet yeah. is going to have to be playing the Lucio for Not them. again. No, I, don't, I refuse to watch it. I will not watch a San Francisco I, where Violet plays Lucio again. I know. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. Violet is going to play the main tank. They're going to get another support. Ah... Uh. <laughs> You're of course, of course. Violet's okay. replacing Super. That's what's going on. Who, if you oh. had to bet, who plays main support if you have to on NYXL? Who plays Lucio? Gangnam Jin. Why? Are you just picking Yaki. a name randomly? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. I feel like this team has got no plan B. No, they have to sign more people. And actually, the, the factor that we haven't talked about so far on this is that every team is required to have six players. Of so, course. And it yeah. has been reported that every team does have six players. It just has not been announced yet. So am maybe I, they have a main sport. Maybe they have a different Am pack. I missing a rumor then? Am I missing some, some no. piece of the jigsaw no. puzzle? Halo's just not been on this team. He's just ignored NYXL. I don't know. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Dude, <laughs> I've been just roasting Halo for his online presence for so long, and now I'm here like, please, sir, give me a crumb. Give me a crumb. <laughs> I can't have it both ways. I understand that. I understand that I can't, I can't roast him for when he gets it wrong and then be like, please, sir, report something you're not 100% on just so I have a crumb of a rumor. But yeah, this team must have signed someone as their sixth player, right? It's literally they have to have signed someone. They, uh, Who was it? Sean Miller said that every team has got the league minimum currently. So there's, yeah. uh, there is a missing piece of the puzzle. We just don't know who it is. Um, if, you, if you're looking at the team, though, it's not just the support line. They're also, they have a solo main tank player that is not, you know, got some level of uh, fantastic pedigree, and they only have two DPS players as well. And uh, okay. listen, I, I love Yaki and tanks. Flora, but they only have two DPS players. That is a problem. Do you yeah. want to start with the tanks? Okay. Sure. Go, go there, Jonathan. Go there. I'm a fan of Kellum, okay? I think <laughs> this is a great addition to this team. And now, okay, we, we've spent a couple of earlier episodes where, like, well, off-tanks are probably going to translate the best to Overwatch 2. There's a lot of off-tank heroes. I don't know how Kellum is going to translate directly to those off-tank heroes. But what I've seen from him, being able to play this with, like, fast, aggressive, ball-Winston kind of composition with Talon, especially alongside Hisang, I'm in. I think New York Excelsior could, if they click here, be a really good offensive kind of team. And I mean, I, I just said I would talk about the tanks, but here comes the DPS players as well. Yaki, for example, on Florida Mayhem. How do you unlock Yaki? Well, you want to play aggressive. You want to put him on like Echo, on Tracer, and like just let him go to work and just makes as much room as possible for Yaki. When watching the Talon Bots, I felt like Hisang was already sort of the, the Yaki comparison for uh Kellan in that kind of dynamic. So I, I'm actually really I think this is a great pickup for uh, New York Excelsior. I think that Kellan is going to play if he's allowed to play his aggressive style still with um Yaki, I, I think he fits right in with this New York Excelsior squad. You know and I'm really excited to see it happen. You know my favorite thing about Kellan is that it says on Wikipedia his alternate ID was Da Bong. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Yeah, it says, used to be known as Da Bong. <laughs> and I just think, I think that's phenomenal. I think, get rid of Kellen and just go by Da Bong. Da Bong. <laughs> I don't know what that means, if that's a word or, or a, yeah, but that is a fucking phenomenal name. That's a great name. Uh, New York are just like, they, they've been so wounded by having Yuck Pong on the team, they're like, 
who who is the number one main tank prospect? Yeah, get that guy, get that guy straight away. <laughs> so they just they just beelines like, what's our budget? We got Yaki. Okay, done. Next guy, just get just get Kellen straight away. Um, yeah. and Kellen has been probably the top prospect for main tank out of Korea. Um, so NYXL win big time getting this guy on the team. I have to be a little bit careful with how much I maybe hype him up because the, the mag incident still kind of makes me feel a bit uneasy and. Kellen is like he coming out of contenders. He he was probably not even as hyped as Mag because Mag came out the previous year just like unbelievably yeah. hyped, and uh, he probably yeah. should have been able to reach that height. But then whatever happened on Washington, but, just but also I don't him. think I don't think Mag had a terrible year. I think the team had a terrible yeah. terrible year. That was my read of it. I don't think Mag like shit the bed. I, I think he had some bad ball moments. He was pretty bad on the wrecking ball in some at some of those moments. He, he wasn't known for balling contenders yeah, either. Yeah, like I think he, I think he's just not as strong a ball. But his Winston, right? Like he broke records on that Winston early on in yeah. the season for the Washington Justice. Yeah. Uh, and here's here's my thing about this MYXL team. This whole thing is just Florida mayhem. They've just they've just like taken off the mask <laughs> of the Florida mayhem, and it's like we've been MYXL the whole time. They literally have the exact same identity, I think, as well. Obviously, they have Kuki as the head coach. They brought in Yaki. They brought in um, Gangnam Jin. But I think they're going to have the exact same issues that happened with Florida Mayhem, where in certain matters, I think they're going to be phenomenal and they're going to be flawless. But I think they're heavily going to struggle with playing other things, especially with Flora and Yaki as the double DPS duo. Because as much as they both are flexible within their own rights and roles, if we end up in a double hit scan, we end up in like these weird situations of weird matters of Overwatch 2. I think I could definitely see them struggling hard. And that's something that we we saw from Florida Mayhem where in the May Melee, they were they went to Hawaii. And then from there on, they just had a massive downwards trajectory. I'm worried that the same, NYXL is going to have the same issue this well, season. But when I think about Florida and when I think about New York from last year, to me, similar things were the problem with both teams, which was they just didn't have a good tank player. They just did not have good main tank play. OG yeah. Yakpung, not good. I mean, the performances, in my opinion, were incredibly subpar compared to what people were hoping for from both of those players. And here you've got a player that I believe in more than either of those prospects, but... Yeah, also, it's like one of the worst seasons to invest heavily in upcoming main tank talent because you're paying a premium price for a player with so many unknowns that might only be good at two of the heroes that ends up being played. And we, like we talked about in previous episodes, you might be better off just trying to sign some off-tank player that's that's really good or, mm. or wait a little bit and see if, you know, someone surprises you from the... Uh, uh, from the open beta, presumably. So that's that's my concern with this team, is that while I think Kellen is better, or should be better in terms of his coordination than OG or Yangpeng, if you want to make the comparison to Florida or New York, this team is still... I, I really would like them to have signed an off-tank player that I believed in as well. If this team they had... They still can. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> the Florida Mayhem narrative <laughs> continues. Yeah. I mean, okay, you say they can. Who would you go for? If you wanted to add depth to this roster, Avril, who would you go for in the tank role? Uh, well, maybe Gargoyle, but also at the same time, we know they have six players, and it's, it's if you had to say, I mean, probably should be a tank player in that number six position. There shouldn't be another I DPS mean, yet, even though I think support. I mean... Really, they just need all of it, don't, don't they? They just need like <laughs> yeah. multiple new players. Okay. Where we're so, landing on this, but so yeah, I think Gargoyle is probably 
probably one of my top picks. Maybe a 2U, QOQ, Gable, She, Cliston, FaZe. I don't know. All those guys are available. So my thing is if all of a sudden, let's let's choose nodes and variables. If all of a sudden this team had Jexay and Gargoyle, right? Let's just go pretty solid okay. players. Yeah. Would you feel really, really good about this team? All of a sudden you filled a lot of those holes that we have big problems with. Are you all of a sudden convinced that they're going to be a top four team? Or do you think oh. they need is high into the like into that well, role to put them to that level okay with that with that kind of roster that you've proposed i would still have my doubts about their tank line because i still think there's a lot of unknowns about tank players heading in and what kellen and gargoyle are going to be able to do but yeah at that point i would be looking to put nyxl into my top five maybe i'd have to think about it a bit more but maybe they would get into top four i would certainly let's draw top the comparison four. to the outlaws i would feel more happy than the outlaws in that instance because they have the depth they have the talent i'm i'm liking this team but at the moment okay, i feel well, difficult what if to... houston signed fucking jexay well then yeah. I mean, that, but that's the point that's the point is that those kind of signings would move the needle on either of those squads because they fill the gaps that are there for both rosters but you're in a situation where both of the teams look like they're missing pieces right now. At least we know that NYXL have more than they're showing. We don't know yeah. that about Houston. Houston might just be toddling up to match one, like, -do 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 -do. <laughs> we've just got this roster that we're running. <laughs> yes, I would feel a lot more confident about, about them if they had Gargoyle and Jexa, but I would still not be, like, locking them into first place. But, but to me, a lot of the... If we want to move on to where I think there's a lot of positives, I think Yaki is a god. I think Yaki is a fucking god. And I know the team had a bad year last year, but this guy is one of the most talented Overwatch players in the world. He's, he's up there. I mean, I don't know exactly where I would rank him, but he is a hyperflex player who's fantastically talented. And if you put the right team around him, he will hard carry you into big games. That's my opinion on Yaki. He is a talent Okay, here's my thing about Yaki is I agree the things that he did with the Florida Mayhem were absolutely incredible and like he just hard carried them on the Tracer, on the Genji, on the Echo, like throughout multiple seasons he's shown that he is the best player. He kind of reminds me though of a player who struggles to adapt when it's not working. I don't think he's an incredibly smart player in the way that he plays the game. I think he's just mechanically very, very, very talented. And I we've seen him time and time again, when things aren't working, instead of adjusting his play, he sort of goes into that kind of like, almost like a hyperfeed moment of like, if I just go more aggressive, maybe the, so, uh, the problem will solve itself. And I think that is a, a detriment to Yaki in some degree, but I still think he's an incredible player. And I think you pair him with Flora, who was the standout for the MYXL last year. I think they can be very dominant. And I actually do like their flexibility as a double DPS duo. There are holes, and I would like to see them pick up a third DPS, but I agree this is the bright spot for this roster. Let me ask you this question, though, Scott. Do you think there's any shift in Yaki's playstyle that would have fixed Mayhem last year? No. And, and that's it. Like, obviously, that's what I say. Like, you know, it's hard to be like, well, he just tried to do certain things and he just kept feeding. Like, that, that roster was flawed from the beginning, and they're just everything... As you said, the tanks just didn't play well. And I think that makes it a lot harder to do anything as a DPS player because if you don't have the space, it just looks like you're running and feeding your brains out, which is what I just said. So I think Yaki will step up to that plate. And if the team works well around him, I think they are a really good roster. And as I said, definitely the bright spot of this roster. Mm. 
if you're hoping for a, a DPS dominant kind of meta, which 5v5 could easily be, I think uh, DPS is going to be very important there, obviously. So Yaki is kind of their franchise player at this stage that needs to be that hard carry. I mean, Flora is actually the only re returning member. He's got a lot of um, potential to still show because New York started to get good towards the end of last year. They yeah. ran out of time, but they started to become good. They were one of the few teams to legitimately beat the Shanghai Dragons at a four best of five, uh, which most teams didn't. So, I mean, you give that to New York. Uh, Flora's on the hit scam. Start to look really good paired with Yaki. I think it's an exciting duo. Um, I, I if, if if New York are looking for a lean roster, and I don't know if they are, but if they are looking for a lean roster, maybe six, maybe seven max, I'd say the more important areas to fill are definitely the tank and support. I think if you if they chose to only run Flora Yaki for the rest of the season, I'd probably be okay with that, even though the, the ideal optimal thing to do would be also to add another DPS player if they have the budget or the allocation to do that. Yeah, and to add on top of this as well, I think having Kuki as a head coach is something I'm also comfortable to, like, you know, make the squad play even better. Because um, there are other rosters that will be competing with, like the Washington Justice, who by their own right have a lot of great players. But then you got Supreme returning after a pretty poor year of coaching uh, for that team. I think Supreme is returning anyway. Um, but Kuki, well, like, I, I think he's a bit of a known quantity in the coaching scene. I think we have a lot of respect for him after the 2020 season. Do you uh, still after you know, 2021? Sorry to interrupt, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I, that I was getting to that. I don't, I right. don't think that was necessarily too much of his fault. I think you look at that roster and you go like, well, OG uh, as the main tank um, didn't really fill up his uh, bar end of the stick there. I think that fate contributed massively to the main tank role in 2020. And that kind of leadership shot calling was what that team really needed to play those Orisa uh, uh, double shield uh, Ash tracer compositions when they were at the best. Um, but I think in 2021, OG couldn't really sync up with Gargoyle. Obviously, he left the country for a bit as well because he needed to take a bit of a break. Um, that left Checkmate on main tank. And also, I think their backline as well wasn't really the best. I can't remember who played main support for them last year. Was it um, Closer? No. But the Florida played... Mayhem? But the Florida well. Mayhem? Uh, um... Slime. It was Slime. It was yeah. Slime? slime. Yeah, yeah it, it was slime. slime. We all just forgot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I think those those two positions, I think they really hurt the Florida Mayhem last year, and I think that that wasn't necessarily Kuki's fault as a coach. I think there's only so much you can do at that point. I think with this roster, it, this will be a great chance for Kuki to like prove himself to be like one of the best coaches in the league because that 2020 season was spectacular from that Florida Mayhem team, and I think that Kuki was instrumental in that. And I think with this talent, if they get into a good kind of um, synchronization with each other if they are like like-minded about their play style how they want to play the game what compositions they flourish at uh if they show great teamwork and like combining abilities and ultimate etc if kugi can establish that kind of environment for this team i actually think like pretty highly of this team i th think they have the talent but there's a lot of unknown quantities with like missing main support and how much can kellon flex in the main tank role stuff like that yeah. um but i think the talent is there i think the the skill is there on this team Mm. I, I do want to add something as well. This seems like a, because it's like such a random thing of we're transitioning from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. I trust uh, coaches that were once professional players going into a new game because I think they are going to understand and grasp the game at a very fast level because they're going to be able to play at that level or at least understand it, I think, to yeah. a higher degree. And that should give them an advantage moving forward compared to other coaches which are they've been previously working with information that they've learned and accrued through Overwatch 1, and then it's just about adapting and growing from that. I think this is going to be a, a big turning point for a lot of coaches of like, who are really 
the best coaches in the game because all of a sudden you've pressed the reset button and everyone has to start from scratch. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, most of the time I would completely disagree with the take that coaches have to be pro players, you know? Agreed. I think there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you can get via VOD watching and, and scrims and talking to pro players and that kind of stuff to really build up your knowledge. But when the reset button is pressed... Pro players, especially people who were good at the beginning of the game, have demonstrated a skill set of being able to immediately grasp the core fundamentals. Maybe they don't have the same level of like detail and perfection that somebody has that's, you know, was excellent towards the end of Overwatch 1. But people, it's a different skill set to be amazing towards, you know, to be able to stand on the shoulders of giants and perfect play and just instantly be good at the very beginning when when it's pure chaos those are different skill sets i think so so yeah i think that's a an interesting point uh i also want to mention about the support line here because we we've talked quite a lot in terms of like not necessarily negatives but being cautious about this team because of all of the gaps but another strength that i see is that this is a really talented double flex support backline in my opinion i don't know what the community narrative is around gangnam jin and myunbong because they haven't been on amazing squads last year but i think these two are very talented flex support players and if you end up in a double flex support meta i think these guys are going to shred i think this is a mm. really good support line but it obviously has to be caveated with there isn't a main support player <laughs> but i i love I, these guys playing anna playing zen yeah. playing bap like they they are very gifted I, I'm, I'm going to come in with my hot take of this one of, I like Gangnam Jin. I think he's been very good. I think he was instrumental with the Florida Mayhem's thing. I think Myunbong is a good player, but I think Myunbong is overhyped. And I do not think he is the same level of flex support as Gangnam Jin. And I would hope that if we end up in a flex support and a main support situation, I see Gangnam Jin playing that flex support and that they pick up a Lucio player or something like that. Myunbong can definitely hold his own if we go into a double flex. I think he's that great third support. You know how like most teams have picked up that secondary flex support who will play if they play double flex. That's what I want Myunbong to be. And I hope that they pick up another main support because I think Gangnam Jin's better and I think he's played at a higher level. I'm so like proud of you for this for, for this take. Like I this is really just like this is something I would ex something I, exactly I would do, Costa. And I'm just so thrilled <laughs> that you were the one to say it because it's such an unnecessary take. Like yeah. no one ever needed to go into the New York Excelsior preview and be like, actually, I don't think Myungbong is that good. Really do I, I really just want to see Gangnam Jin play uh, the flex sport, and I hope they pick someone up to replace. Uh, Myeongbong. Like, it's, it's, it's really such an unnecessary take, but it's a great take to just put out there. I love it. It just gets the fans going but as well. Also, well, you mean gets them yelling at me? Really <laughs> if, that was, if that was the case, though, Myeongbong's got to be easily the best backup flex support in the league, right? I mean, the, the guy There's could be main... There, right? uh, the, the guy could be a main flex support for these teams. I mean, I'm thinking backup, mains, backup flex supports are like uh bebe is a backup flex support right now who else is playing that kind of role it's difficult you have um you have shu and skewed with 20 astro so one of those guys has to be a backup flex support if we well, go in that skewed direction is a fucking brig main at this point it, though isn't he if, if brig gets Brig's played useful, yeah. Play, but yeah but then you know brig, guys there's no there's like no stuns and no last year we don't even know yeah last year uh, iris yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah you have that's, um that's mcd crimson yeah. yeah, MCD Crimson. I, interesting. I don't know. Is it fair for Myungbong to say that? Because like, did Boston not do him dirty as well by being just such an average? I, as I said, I, I'm I not. Agree, I'm no. not. It's impossible to properly back up my opinion. Because, and that's what this should be like said. It's just an opinion yeah. because Boston have sucked, right? Like, obviously, in 2020 was like peak 
bad Boston and like Myunbong was the only person offering anything yeah. at any moment. But I think from that moment of that 2020 Myunbong moment, we'd been overhyping him and pushing and pushing me like he's the only good player in Boston. But the game has evolved and everyone has gotten way better. And I don't think Myunbong has kept stepping up with those levels. And I think this is going to be the true test. And I, I'm well, a little worried about that for their back. Well, I mean, well, Scott, this, I, this could be the true test or he could be in a fucking horrendous position where he has to play main support and just looks dog shit. So well, the thing I, is, he might be in another horrendous position hypothetically yeah. you know whoever plays main support I, I think the way you're got to do this if there's no third support is it's not so much like who's got the better flex support between those two it's probably closer to who has the more serviceable main support of those two right that, that is that, that a terrible if you are ever having if you're an overwatch league team and you're ever having that discussion it's over like you you you're you're not going to win games <laughs> if you're like, Scott, okay, Scott. Flexible. we're flipping a coin to see who has to learn how to play lucio as someone who has <laughs> rapidly learned lucio people keep saying that and like we saw violet do it most recently it is very, very difficult. You are going up against people who have been playing Lucio since they were birthed in Overwatch, like pairs like <laughs> Funny Astro, like Lee J Gone, that kind of stuff. They've yeah, been playing, yeah. It's in their core to play that You cannot pick it up. I agree. I'm just saying, but like, what other options, like aside from just picking up another player, which we all agree, they should just get a main support player, right? We agree with that. Yeah, but okay. in, if, if they and Houston have the same problem. It's like, but if they don't, Somebody's got to fucking eat shit and just Houston do it right. doesn't have the same problem. They have Jake. Jake will play it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I about that. But also, I think it's a bit different for... Sorry, were you done, Avril? I didn't want to... No, I was just going to finish up by saying, like, you know, I think maybe I've got a little bit more rose tinted glass from Youngbong because I've seen him on O2 Blast and he was phenomenal during that period. But that's... It feels like eons ago now and he had that carry mm -hmm. year on Boston. Last year, it did sour my opinion on Myungbong a little bit, but, you know, Boston still just kind of were mediocre generally speaking i don't know i i'm still willing to give him another chance before i write him off but gundam jun i agree is probably more exciting on the flex support and that's where i'll end it i want to um put both of these flex supports like compare them with some of the players that we're playing against okay um and i think i think this is like a, these a, a very interesting comparison <laughs> specifically asking about avril as well because you you've seen the most from this player but you know for as much as we hype up gangnam jin and myonbong would you rather have either of those two or would you rather have Vigilante from Washington Justice? I'll probably have Vigilante. Yeah. yeah. Over both I'll of these sports? Because I think that uh, tells a pretty interesting story about how we rate them. I, I think I'm just excited about new talent and the, the, the sort of unknown quantities of it, whereas Myungbong's been around for a while, even looking back on his original two days. Gangnam Jin from Runaway as well. So there's, you know, when I see new talent that are like peaking, I'm like, well, this they're peaking, but also... I don't know where their ceiling is. Whereas it feels like players like Myungbong Gunninger that have been around for a while, you're you're much more, you know, it's much more easy to quantify where you think their ceiling might be. Sure. So Vigilante is just coming in red hot. I mean, he's he's one of the top prospects. So yeah, I'm it's, I'm big on that. It's hard to disagree with that take because rookie flex support players have been so good, but I in history, I, yeah. I don't I don't like it because I really like Gangnam Jin. I think he's very talented and I think a lot of people will be soured on him or underrate him because of the horrendous season that Florida had. I don't think of Gangnam Jin the same way I think about Yaki, right? I just want to put that out there just to fucking say that because I think Yaki's unbelievable on a terrible team. I think Gangnam Jin's uh, what would what word would I use? Great maybe. I, I think he's better than just good. I think he's great, but he's not elite level like he's gonna win you games but anyway what, what what else do we still have to discuss on this squad do we have anything more i think it's it's a pretty small roster we've kind of gone through it um yeah. uh, let, me, let me ask is, you 
Let me pose you this roles. question. We we talked about you know Jaxa, uh, Gaga, all that kind of thing. Who would you pick up as a DPS if you if you wanted a third DPS for this squad? Who would be the best one? Because as much as I like Yaki and as much as I like Flora, there are going to be metas where it's uncomfortable for those two to play. And yeah, that's the role where they lead need an extra player the least. You could argue because both of those players are pretty flexible. They they should be signing another DPS player in order to round it out for Overwatch 2. So who would you go with? What's what's a name that springs to mind? They need a who are you, you know, that person who's just happy, just being getting the paycheck, sitting on the bench and just being like, this is great. Let me collect my ring. They need someone who's just like, oh, yeah, I'll come in. I'll play the Doomfist Genji Mei because like Yaki Mei ain't it. Like you, we watched a lot of Yaki Mei. It, it, it is not as good as some of his other heroes. And like they need someone who can play those very niche specialized roles. Yaki can play them, but giving him the opportunity to free up and not have to worry about them as much. That's what they need because I'm happy with Flora Yaki 90% of the time probably. But there's the, little I, niche moments. I, I haven't heard someone since the year 2016 say they need who are you. I have not heard that take <laughs> in eons. That's a, that, I did not think we were going to be bringing up they need who are you. Wait, wait, think about it. It's such a perfect role. Just someone who literally doesn't do anything. They are probably useless all the time like no one needs who are you but it's nice to have who are you every now and then you know just so that when it comes around Fleta doesn't have to play genji right like that's what they need here right that's what i want to see for yakin for it that insurance card that costs them fifty thousand dollars and that person just gets to enjoy the time what about um what a, fucking hell what about <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe Sombra is a role that's going to massively change. Maybe it's much more of a fragging role. Maybe it's something that Yaki's going to end up picking up because it's more similar to Tracer in Overwatch 2, something like that. But that, that that's an area that kind of, you know, if we're thinking about um, the, the holes in this roster, the areas that I think they might run into trouble is where you want Yaki on both roles. That's the area oh, that yeah. it kind of I've starts brought this up get... before. What, sorry? <laughs> I've brought this up before. Yeah. This yeah. is where you, this is where you, this we're talking about M and threes. This is where you need both players having a tracer. Yeah, is there a player Avril that springs to mind for you? Custer nominated. Who are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> just her DM was looking for a team. Her DM was oh LFT. god. DM. DM, dude, I'm, so, I'm, I'm a fucking DM fan, but I, okay. again, that's a take that I didn't expect. We're just recycling <laughs> Shanghai know, Dragons like, what, players. Let's just get fine while we're here, you I know? Let's just bring them all back. I'm Why going to bring back a 2019 throwback, and Josh oh, is going go. to mold about this. Because I just irrationally love this guy. The, the short time amount of us in the league. What if they rounded out their trio with illicit? Illicit? <laughs> Okay, dude. Does he even again, play the game? Where the fuck are these names <laughs> coming exactly. from? You guys have just been in the history banks, huh? Yeah, it's kind of what they need, you know? Like a little bit of Genji, maybe some Mei, Farah, you know, you that know, kind of honestly, stuff. Honestly, that's Auto. the take that I'm most on board with, I guess. Because what was Elicit's hero like pool? It. it was like May, Hanzo, Genji kind of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Plays Echo? Yeah, honestly, Elicit. He's, he's, he's been in the grand finals. He he it, but has he been yeah. good recently? I haven't watched him since nah, he, he played he, on Soul. He, in contenders, he was all right. I, I, I'd rather if you're if we're going to take talent from contenders who've been in contenders, I'd rather take Ardo for that position currently. Yeah, Ardo's um, a good shout. He's he's been a uh, higher performer. I think Ardo got screwed over last season because of Sombra. He's not a Sombra player, but you know, 
it's Asian. You have to play Sombra. I don't um, still kind of like Loki got it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll vouch for your opinion as well, Abra. Like some of the VODs I watch, like Otto would just pop off in contenders. Like he, about, he's actually a solid pickup if an Overwatch League team needs him. What about if, if they? What about if they faked a birth certificate for Hisan? Oh, that's that's great. Well, he plays Tracer. If Tracer someone could and, do yeah. that, someone would have done that by now, Josh, because yeah, I think everyone wants He Sang. Yeah, Shanghai Dragons would have He Sang right now. They'd give him a million dollars and a birth certificate and be like, wasn't Congratulations. There, wasn't there some... ride the bench, Scott? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wasn't there some like tinfoil hat conspiracy that someone had done that in China before? For like, I swear someone like. In the depths of Overwatch lore, you know that fucking, the iceberg meme? Somewhere yeah. at the bottom of that is like, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but there's some like, someone's age got forged or something. I think it ended up being <laughs> bullshit, but it was, was it about leave or something? I can't remember, man. I definitely have some like, inkling of a memory about this shit. That there was some, that. Some, some scandal or some rumor that someone had faked someone's age in order to get into a tournament. I can't remember anyway. All right. Wh where do you rank this team though overall? So before we end the episode, NYXL, what are reasonable expectations? They're not on this team page um, because Overwatch League doesn't like um, sorting out basic stuff like that. But this, there are 13 teams in North America. You need to make top eight in order to go to the mid-season tournament. They are a team, in my opinion, that should be competing for that. But... Are they guaranteed into that? Are they punting for a top five spot? What, if we assume they have six players and one of the gaps is filled, so it's slightly better than what you see on paper, where should they be going? I would put them on the same level as Washington Justice. I think yeah. they're in this, they, they have the same level of we can compete the high level or we could just have an atrocious season and end up really low. I think they have that variance and I think they're playing for that. I don't think they're better than like Atlanta Rain, Dallas Fuel, Shock Outlaws. I think I would put them just below that, but I think they're above all the, you know, the, the lower end teams of NA. Ooh. Mm. I, I think that's. I think that might even be underselling them a little bit that they're not. But I mean, remember that Shock doesn't have Super, right? So now they've got to yeah, figure out their true. tank situation, and Outlaws also have holes. I I think I think they could compete with the the bottom end of those teams that you mentioned. Am I just too high on NYXL? What do you What do you think, Avril? Where would you put them? Uh, I'm I'm sitting around like a six to eight something, like a six to eight currently. Okay. Um, I just, I just, the more we've talked about it on this episode, the more I'm like, yeah, man, their their holes do hold them back. They've just, they, if if all the stars align and they get the perfect meta and everyone gets to play all their favorite heroes, they're a great team. Like this is a team that's capable of being right at the top of NA. But they are just so prone to getting hard screwed by meta changes and not having the flexibility to cover it. That you know, probably more times than not, they they are going to get screwed by that. And you compare them to Washington Justice. And they probably, their five, if you just compare five players to five players, I might give it to New York, but only in very specific metas with all five of their players get to pop up because otherwise yeah. Washington actually have way more flexibility to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even look at the Kellen Mag comparison. I still take Mag over Kellen for the historical value there. I think Decay still got a lot to show there. Happy can, can fly with Flora easily. So, I mean, uh, New York's for me, right now, I, 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 I'm not comfortable putting them any higher than sixth place for me. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. You, you, uh, you still think Houston Outlaws top four, 
NYXL sixth place. That Johnny, looking <laughs> for that take. I mean, it's kind of aging well with Super not being on the shock anymore. I know, that's the fucking, that's the fucking annoying part, is that actually (laughs) it's starting to age better now. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I think Atlanta Reign is a bit of an unknown quantity too. I mean, you look at them and they're like, yeah, they went to the grand finals last year, but they've actually changed up their team quite a lot. And Pelican was a core component of that team. Iris was a core component of Atlanta last year. So I could easily see them dropping out, not because like... I. I think less of them or like I think worse of them, but just because the region is stacked. Like I think there's so many competitive teams in this region, where it's Houston Outlaws, Washington Justice, um, Atlanta Rain, Shock, like all of these teams could be vying for those four or five spots that New York Excelsior, like we just talked about. So um, I'm I'm not it, it's very hard to predict who will be the better out of the four. Mm intriguing and it's gonna be even more interesting when they actually announce who their sixth player is. At some point, no idea why they haven't done it currently, but there you go. Maybe they just signed someone onto a 30-day contract. Maybe they signed, like, me onto a 30-day contract just to fill the slot, and they're just planning to recycle players until they find someone they want. Are you yeah. and Yaki a combo deal at this point? You're like, you sign Yaki, I have to come. It's just the I mean, you're, 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 you're one of the players coming over from Florida, right, Josh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's part of that Florida core. I'm real tight yeah, yeah. with Yaki and Kuki, you know? <laughs> I'm involved. I'm involved. All right. Well, that's our NYXL preview. Um, yeah, some some holes to fill, but also they have already filled one of those holes. We just don't know what it is at the moment. So certainly a team that we're going to revisit along with Shock and the other teams that are presumably going to make a couple of changes before the season begins. You can follow us on Twitter at Plat Chat Podcast to see stuff. It just depends on what... Depends on what tweet. tweet. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, you can see tweets. That is very specific of you, Jonathan. <laughs> and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, and you'll get some more team previews too. Who should we do next week? Who are you most excited about, Jonathan? Atlanta Rain. Let's do it. Mm, good idea. Good idea. All right. Well, we'll see you for that. Bye bye.